Welcome to Optivate, a podcast for mobile marketers brought to you by Remerge. Take a short break from your screen and listen to what's working in mobile marketing and what's not, straight from the people who are doing it now. Are you ready? Let's get started. All right, so back with a new episode of Activate. And you'll notice that Tommy is actually no longer the host. I'm taking over alongside Maria Lannon. And I just want to give Tommy a really big shout out. He's over the years has hosted over 120 podcasts. I know that a lot of you guys will be missing him and have really big shoes to fill. But what a better guest to have than Aaron Friedman from Singular, the CTO and co-founder, recurring guest. And he's been one of our top people that have been talking about SCAN 4.0. And we're just really, really excited to have you on or on calling in from Tel Aviv. Yeah, great to be here, Brian. Thank you for hosting me again. Absolutely. I know that if any of the listeners had listened to the previous podcast with you on it, a lot of that was around the challenges with SCAN 3.0. And then you guys touched on some of the improvements that Apple have been making with Scan 4.0. We're at a really exciting juncture now, I think, right, where scan adoption for 4.0 has started to pick up, whether that's on the vendor side or on the advertiser side. So really excited to hear some of the insights that you have to share. And let's just get right into it. Sounds good. And yeah, I'm very excited about Scan 4 as well. I've been having many sessions about it. And from the first time we've seen those live postbacks come in and the early insights. So yeah, happy to dive into the details. Absolutely. And we're very excited to hear about that. So I think for maybe the average viewer who hasn't been as familiar with Scan 4.0 and what's come out, I think giving a really quick overview of some of the changes to Scan 4.0 would be really helpful. So I might be missing a few things here, but Aran, feel free to correct me. We've seen Apple improve scan attributions for web, the increasement of the measurement window from 24 hours to 35 days, and now advertisers get those three postbacks instead of just the one. The improvements to hierarchical source identifiers, right? So there's now four digits and you get that level of granularity when it comes to where and when the ads and the campaign that you might be seeing with scan. And then obviously the improvements to conversion values itself. Now you get the low, medium, and high as well. Am I missing anything there? Or is that like a decent summary of the changes that we've been seeing for Scan 4.0? No, Brian, you did it perfectly. I think it's the best kind of high-level summary of the main four features of Scan 4 that I've heard. It's all great. And I think the devil is obviously in the details with everything. I think everyone considers Scan 4 as a definite improvement over the previous version, which is Scan 3.0. But there's also basically Apple introduced some interesting surprises there and complicated nuances and all that. I kept saying that for every good news that they've introduced in one of these features, there's always bad news that come in with that. So I'm all about navigating between these and working with the best that we have. Of course. And I guess we can get to the bad news later, but maybe let's focus on some of the good stuff at the beginning of the conversation and start it off on a positive note. In terms of like those changes that you've seen to Scan 4.0, what would you say excites you the most based on initial data that you've seen? And I guess before I even ask that question, what postback data are you receiving from Scan right now that's different from Scan 3.0? And how long have you been receiving that data? And is there anything that you can pull from that data that's actually actionable? 
Okay, so let's see. There's a few things here from the first postbacks that we're seeing. So first of all, Scan 4.0 was released as part of iOS 16.1, which was just around November of just three months ago, give or take, not too long ago. And they've Apple actually released it by surprise. It didn't get like a heads up or anything. It's gone being good. Now 16.1 it was more of like a hey surprise. Our 16.1 now includes Scan 4. It's also interesting time because just before the holidays and such. But since then, I think a lot of the industry has been like working very hard to get it up and live. And it was very interesting. So the key thing that's already kind of came up as a question, and I'm getting asked a lot about this, is when we'll actually see scan for, let's say, live scale at production level. And I was just in a webinar, I think like a couple of weeks ago, in which like the, we've asked the audience, actually, what's your best guess on like, when are we actually going to see it live? Most of the people said, let's say Q3 or Q4 of this year, basically. Everyone, nobody really expects to see it so soon because it hasn't been live for a while and we know it's a huge change. You know, there's so many companies that need to just implement the changes with MNPs, the advertisers, the networks, the publishers, like everyone have to basically upgrade their support for it to work. So I think the truth is, and that's the pleasant surprise for me at least, is that we're actually already seeing it live. Like we've been working hard like behind the scenes and also with partners and with the early adopter customers. And I can say that already in January, like basically, uh, I guess from early January, we already started seeing kind of the first initial postbacks. By now, it's like we're seeing many tests across the board. So I wouldn't call it like production level scale. It's not like most of the postbacks are still scan three and below for sure. But we're seeing some decent tests and it's great because we already can see the initial learnings from there. So yeah, so about a month, I would say that we have, uh, have Still, uh, some sample data, I would say, and it's really exciting to see. That's great. And that's really exciting because I think what we're eventually seeing is we're seeing potentially postbacks get to the point. It's not going to be that one to one that we used to have, but it's steps that it sounds like in the right direction, going from the 24 hour window all the way out to 35. What if you could name one change that Scan 4.0 has done and maybe a change that advertisers should focus on first? What would that be? Is it going to be that increase of the window? Is it going to be an improvement in conversion values? I'll just pause there and see what your thoughts are. So I would say it depends a bit on the advertiser, because I think my interpretation is that Apple probably collected a lot tons of feedback on previous versions of Scan, and they tried to address several pain points with this major upgrade in Scan 4. So like the two top ones that come to mind are First is the smaller scale advertisers. Think about the very small startups. I don't know, like a game developer, for example, just started, doesn't have a high budget necessarily, and want to start running campaign on iOS. Before, in Scan 3, they had a challenge of trying to get post-install performance on their campaigns. There's the whole notion of conversion values that I hope that most of the audience is already very familiar with, in which after you need to pass what's called the privacy thresholds, which means basically you need to have enough of daily installs coming from the campaign to start seeing those conversion values of those users. And that's this encoded number between zero and 63. And eventually what happened like in practice in the industry was that networks basically said that you need to reach like a certain minimal threshold of like scale to start seeing performance and to actually optimize. 
And that scale was sometimes too high for those small startups who are just starting, right? It requires like higher budgets. And the ones who are actually hurt the most are the ones who don't have those budgets to spend. They're basically just getting insults and not seeing any results from these. So I think the most exciting potential feature for them is what's referred to as the course conversion values in Scan4, which is like a lightweight or like a basic version of conversion values that's more suited for lower volume scales. So basically, just in a short recap, it means that instead of this number between 0 and 63, you'd get a more basic version of low, medium, and high course values. And the idea behind it was that Apple said, in my interpretation, basically said, you know, you know what, you're just starting your campaign, don't have enough of a budget there. You start, even after a, a lower volume of users, you'd get to this, they call it a tier, a crowd and limit tier in which you would still not get like the full-fledged fine conversion value, this number, but you'd get like a basic version there. And then you'll see if at least it has on average a higher value a campaign or a low one. And you'll know if you want to continue investing more in that budget. So I think that's probably a pretty significant change for the, again, longer tail users out there who have been having like really difficult challenges working with Scan. But then to complete the picture, I think the feature that's been the most discussed and the most exciting for the large scale advertisers out there is definitely the longer windows and the multiple postbacks. So the thing that you've mentioned about the 35 days, that's a potential game changer really with working with Scan, especially for the companies who have who can basically see more of the signal on the value of the user after more than 24 hours. And then the classic case is games are mostly based on like inner purchases. Most of the vast majority of users obviously don't make a lot of inner purchases in the first day of using the game, but many do, many of the high value users do that in the first seven days or 35 days. So before these companies basically said that they barely get any meaningful information on the performance of their campaigns, but now in Scan4, they have the potential to really see if these campaigns are performing or not. And that's the most exciting game changer for them, I would say. All very exciting stuff. And again, it all gets us closer to eventually seeing out ROAS, which is what all advertisers want. So one of the things that I gathered from your initial conversation with Tommy was around the potential to utilize models to potentially prove out ROAS for campaigns. And obviously, models are built off signals that you can get from whether that's from attribution or from scan signals. With Scan 4.0, we're obviously getting more signals on as to what makes a valuable user. So how do you see modeling playing a role? And maybe like how is Singular utilizing that to, and are you guys currently utilizing Scan 4.0 signals to help build out models to prove out ROAS for your customers? Yeah, so historically and today, especially today, we're strong believers that it's difficult to work with SK Network as kind of with the bare bones signal. If you get many postbacks saying like a number between 0 and 63 or even like a value between low, medium, high, it's difficult to make decisions based on this mix of encoded numbers or strengths. And eventually to make decisions, the marketers just love working based on ROS, just like seeing the campaign, how much they've invested, what did they get in return, and basically making decisions based on there. So we've invested early on in Singular in building the product to reflect exactly that process for them. Even when the bare bones share with us signals like those numbers and strings, 
we build those models as we call them to reflect the revenue and the ROAS eventually coming from these campaigns, cohorted ROAS as we're used to. So let's say one day, seven day, 35 days now. So we've already have a product we call the scan advanced analytics, which essentially based on the user behavior and the encodings of those values, we're able to model exactly your cohorted, let's say seven day ROAS already for scan three today at scale. And we're very proud of this product. We see it has a dramatic effect on how people assess their scan performance and how their confidence in like scaling these. Now with scan four, not only we're getting more signal on the seven day postbacks, so basically on based on the second postback sent from scan, we're now going to get a new postback for after 35 days, again, with some technical nuances there, Apple made it difficult with more randomness than being sent there. But basically, you're getting another signal for after 35 days of the campaign. And we've been doing running the numbers, and we see that especially for the companies who let's say are based on in the purchases or subscription trials or any companies who get that value later on in the user funnel, that should have a dramatic effect on getting to even more accurate models for 35 days. And the dream is that the marketer would be able to check their campaign and see exactly what's the ROAS after one day or two days, after seven days, after 35 days. A bit like we've worked with before, right? Before the ATT days and make decisions based on that. And I think it's, again, it's a game changer for these marketers. And a lot of it is powered by that data science modeling behind the scenes that's translating those encodings to the relevant kind of revenue and ROS models. Yeah. And that's something that we all want to get to, to say simplistically, if a marketer could go into some sort of dashboard and see, this is what my scan campaign is driving. This is the ROAS is driving. That's obviously super powerful. We know it takes a lot of work to get there, but it sounds like you're doing it. Some other, a question I have around for an advertiser that's looking to transition from scan 3.0 to 4.0. There's obviously a lot of new features that scan 4.0 offers. Do you recommend like a crawl, walk, run strategy where you look at nailing down one of the signals first? Or is it a strategy in which you identify and figure out all of the different scans 4.0 signals and basically build off of that early on. What would you recommend as an advertiser to say, I'm, I've run a few campaigns on Scan 3.0, I've seen some relative success, I wanna start utilizing Scan 4.0 signals. How would you manage that transition as an advertiser? Okay, so a lot to unpack there. First of all, just to set expectations first, as I kind of was started the session, keep in mind that Scan 4.0 doesn't work at complete scale at the moment. Think about like the networks are currently sending sample data. If some of the publishers integrate, some are not. At this point, it's not like anyone can truly do like a complete switch to scan for. And I would say that the ones who, the advertisers who want to be the early adopters and want to learn more about scan for, I would definitely encourage them to do so. I think definitely as a technology person, I encourage kind of people to kind of test out and learn those new changes and think it can work to their advantage. But don't expect that it would just work out of the box. Most likely, if you want to test it, then you'll see a mix of versions, right? And that's part of the challenge of that transition between Scan 3 and Scan 4. Uh, not everyone is ready among the ad networks, among the publishers. 
there's like multiple components here. Us as we as an MP or SDK already supports scan for out of the box. That's live and we have editors is working with it, but they're dependent on the ad networks also being updated. So most likely if they want to activate scan for, then they'll get scanned for postbacks. They can get scanned for postbacks and playing around with it, but also in parallel, they're still gonna get some scan three postbacks. And that's probably gonna be most of their postbacks for the time being. Well, things go gradually kind of progress towards scan four. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. And probably until we do the full transition, there's probably still some time until that happens. Now, the next thing to have in mind is if I think about our approach here, there's a lot of, again, technical nuances and like differences in how things work, like between scan three and scan four. We're trying to make it seamless for advertisers. We recommend to just test it and see how the data looks like. And you can really like do the transition or let's say we're doing a lot of work to make sure that companies can do the transition, just like flip a switch and basically get more data from scan for like the long periods without thinking too much about it, right? Because we know that everything is so new. So even you don't like the crawl, walk, run analogy, which I love, you don't necessarily need to think about the most optimal four different models for coarse values and fine values and all that. Start by telling that you want to test scan for and see how the data looks like. We're gonna make it very easy. We're already making it very easy for our customers to just flip a switch and have a default scan for model to run in parallel to scan three. So everything is gonna remain the same for your main campaigns, but for any networks who start sending you sample data for scan four, you're gonna suddenly get maybe course values and see how they look like. Based on your existing model, you didn't change anything dramatic. You start seeing longer postbacks based again on your existing model. So that would already give you some learning experience of how the data looks like, how the gradual process looks like in transitioning from scan three and scan four without making like a disruption to your current operation. So that would be my recommendation at this point. And from there, there's definitely a lot of interesting conversation that can be done and like iteration on the models themselves and optimizing. Okay, let's say you start with the default model that you have between our postbacks. Naturally, kind of the next level up is saying, okay, how can I optimize my models for the next kind of postbacks to get even more accurate signal for modeling or for optimization? And that will be kind of the next step, I would say. The beauty of this is it's not necessarily a I need to transition directly from scan three to scan four. Everything's going to change, right? It's that you can still continuously run scan three campaigns, and then you'll start to receive scan four data, start learning off of that. And eventually you can transition and optimize your model based off scan four once more data is available and made available to you. Exactly. And I think maybe there's another comment to add there. And that's one of the unintuitive things that we've actually learned from the live scan for postbacks is you actually don't need to do anything on the advertiser app side to start getting scan for because the decision of whether it's scan three or scan four actually happens on the ad network and publisher side. So literally when the ad network shows the ad, that's when they need to decide whether it's gonna be, what's the version basically, whether it's gonna be two or three or four. So it means that technically you don't need to do anything as an advertiser to start getting scanned for postbacks. It's the network that actually has to make the change. The advantage of really updating your MMP SDK to 
support scan for is that you leverage, you would leverage the features coming from it. So if you start just getting scanned for postbacks, but you're not using course values, for example, then you won't get any data, obviously. So that's why we want to update yourself. So whenever a network starting starting to send those postbacks, you'd leverage them. Or if you want to use those longer windows, you need to update your SDK. So you'd actually make use of that feature. And I guess the point is that some advertisers might be surprised that even if they don't do anything, basically, don't flip a switch or anything, they're still they can still start seeing scan for postbacks. It's dependent on the network, whether the network is doing tests with them with scan for, and it's probably recommended to just coordinate these with networks. Most of the networks would ask in advance or like coordinate with the advertiser when they would start sending scan for postbacks. But the advertiser can already do the prep work, mostly in terms of updating the SDK and making sure it's leveraging those features. So whenever the networks are ready, you start actually getting the value from it. That's great. And you said the expectation, and this is kind of a guess, but an educated guess would be that scan will be more scalable and actually be the ability to run scalable campaigns probably more towards Q2, Q3 of this year, based on just the adoption you've seen by the network so far. Yeah, that would be my guess and probably anyone's guess. I think Q1 is now focused on, and really we got to that stage a bit earlier than I've expected, but now Q1 is really focused on like testing. We are seeing, already seeing like a bunch of media partners and we have a bunch of early adopter advertisers who are testing scan for, scan for as we speak. But you just need to consider the next step. You need, first of all, for the vast majority of users to actually update to iOS 16.1 and above. And right now we're roughly at the 30%-ish kind of market share of iOS 16.1 and above. So there's a bit more time until that happens. I guess would be probably Q2 is an area to aim for. And the networks need to feel comfortable with moving all their traffic to scan for. So yeah, again, Q2, Q3 with some differences between the media partners. It's going to be gradual, but anyone who wants to start testing can do so now. If you want to expect kind of scale, that's probably Q2, Q3. Perfect. And one more quick question about Scan4 and the data that you've been receiving. Is it as expected? Are you running into any challenges? I would imagine maybe the latter, but who knows? I mean, maybe it's working perfectly and you're getting all the data as expected as Apple told you it would come in. I'm curious if you've encountered any challenges there or anything out of the norm that's been unexpected. Well, a few things. So. First of all, I think we've seen some good news in the live postbacks. Like, for example, there was a debate or like a dilemma of the thing about the course values, the fact that the medium, high and low values, the expectation was that it would work with lower volumes of installs, while the fine conversion values would kind of remain for the same privacy threshold tier. There was a concern that's been very discussed in the preparation to scan for on whether Apple would decide to make life worse and basically say, okay, maybe the volume that you had so far for fine value might change to course and the fine value would actually increase in threshold. So it's going to be more difficult to get to higher volumes. I guess I think that was one of the bigger concerns that's for advertisers on how it's going to look like. And I'm happy to share that at least right now, and again, this is based on very initial data. We need to see how it works in scale, but based on the very initial data, it seems that as a bit like expected on the optimistic side, it seems like the fine value thresholds remain pretty much the same levels. 
while coarse values do start showing up in lower volumes, which is great. Usually you just need like a handful of installs per day now to start getting coarse values. And that should definitely be an improvement. So it was one of the big question marks that we had for how it's going to look like. And so far, the clues are showing that things are looking bright from that perspective. Maybe on the challenging parts, not necessarily something that's, that was used from the postbacks, but one of the challenging areas in Scan4, that's again, one of the bad news pieces that was hidden there in the release was that Apple introduced more randomness in the long window postbacks. So the second postback and third postbacks, first of all, only include coarse values, they're low, medium, and high, that was expected. But one of the surprises that was included in iOS 16.1 was that those postbacks are sent from the device after one to six days in random. It basically means that if you get a second postback or a third postback, there's like a range of basically five to six days from where that postback might have come from. And that's a challenging part. We already had random in SK Network, but it was usually like a range of 24 hours. And this is a new concept that they've introduced of like a range of one to six days. That's a pretty broad range, especially for things like modeling and such. So that's definitely the challenging part. I think uh, we're expecting to see how it actually looks like from the data side, but definitely on the more theoretical side, we're building more advanced models to still work with that randomness despite the new challenge here. They're never going to make it easy for you. <laughs> that's for sure. But I think that's the point. That's the point. When you talk about privacy, I think they're being obviously ambiguous on purpose when it comes to when the user's interacting with the app. And it just sounds like it's the new reality. Do you envision seeing, because obviously we've seen the transition from scan three to scan four in providing more granularity, right? Do you envision scan 5.0 going towards an even more granular view of attribution? Or do you think this is where Apple stops? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's a really great question. I'm trying to predict what's going to be in the next versions of the scan network. I would say from understanding the spirit of what Apple is trying to do is that Again, my interpretation is they see everything as trade-offs, basically. You can't get something and not give something in return. And literally, you can see that in basically every feature that they've released in the SCAN network. So I don't see it as them thinking about, okay, they're going to keep adding more granular details or more signals to get. It's like they're thinking about, again, that's what I'm imagining, that they're getting feedback on limitations. They're trying to figure out how to solve these without compromising user privacy, of course. And they're saying, okay, if we give that, then what should the ecosystem give in return, basically? So if we talk about the granularity of the source hierarchy, for example, they're basically saying, okay, you're going to get a bit more granularity there. You're going to get a bit more digits to understand like, where this user came from, but it can only happen for a higher crowd anonymity tier. So you have to increase your scale there, right? And then on the other side, you want longer windows, that's fine, but then we're going to increase the randomness. So you won't know exactly from which day this user came from. So I think that if I had to guess, I would say there would definitely be an SCAN network 5.0 at some point. It's going to be interesting to see when that's going to happen. I'm guessing that they're 
to let us maybe settle a bit with all those major changes in 4.0 before uh, releasing another like major change, but we'll have to see. But second, if we get more features, then it's not going to be easy. We're going to add some more things there to make it complicated because that's the equation. That's how it works. And that's challenging. It's interesting. We'll be happy to just adapt and find new ways to get more value from these as well. Exactly. And that's what makes mobile such a fun space to be in. It's always a challenge to make it work. And I guess this transitions nicely to granularity, right? Because now we're going to transition and talk a little bit. And like we said, I think we were talking about this before. We could do a whole podcast on the Google Privacy Sandbox and Fledge. But just quickly touching on it, it sounds like to me, Fledge is going to offer a level of granularity that Scan cannot offer. You'll be able to do things like potentially retargeting in a privacy safe way. What, maybe for our viewers, our listeners, explain a little bit about what Fledge is and what it's offering and how it differs from Scan. And then we can get a little bit more into what's next for Fledge. Yeah, I think it's interesting to also even zoom out a bit and think about like Google's approach Android's approach to this whole this kind of privacy shift or privacy changes. In a way, this all started, at least in Android, it started just about a year back when suddenly Google announced their Android privacy sandbox changes. And there's multiple things there that the Android privacy sandbox includes multiple APIs like Fedge and Topics API for Android and attribution reporting and a bunch of other things. And it's really interesting to see the approach that they took. So they operated a bit differently from Apple in that announcement. First of all, what Apple did with ATT and their approach in iOS 14 was, in a way, they've decided that IDFA is a problem. It's a global identifier that can be used like to, I guess, across apps from other companies. And they decided to move IDFA to an opt-in mode, meaning that you can still get IDFA on iOS, only if you show the app tracking transparency or the ATT pop-up, that basically lets the user decide if they allow you to track them across apps of different companies. So IDFA is still available there only for the users who let you have it. And obviously it's very low rates usually, so it's hard to kind of rely on it on scale. Now, Google, if you're thinking about the equivalent, historically they had a similar identifier to IDFA called the GID, the Google Advertising ID. And in the Google's announcement, they had a surprise for us and basically announced, that was a year ago, that as opposed to Apple, they're going to deprecate GID completely. It's not going to be available at all. It's going to be gone. There won't be even an, an ATT for Android or an opt-in pop-up. It's just going to be deprecated. So in a way, they took it like a step further. But with the announcement, they had like multiple good things or like caveats to that. The first thing is, or the year back, they said, it's not immediate. It's going to happen at least two years from now. Again, we've already passed a year, so it means that we have about a year to pass uh, again. But they also said that they may push that date as well if they'll, based on industry feedback and uh, if they feel that the industry isn't ready for it. So they work in a very, I guess, open manner or collaborative manner with the industry to collect feedback and design this massive change in the industry together, essentially. So that's one interesting, different approach. The second is on Android Privacy Sandbox specifically, like in general, is that they've announced multiple APIs to try to 
cover various aspects that GAD has been providing in the ad tech ecosystem. So SCAN in iOS focuses on measurement and optimization by measurement, essentially. It provides last-click based attribution at the end of the day, both to the, for the ad networks to optimize and for the advertiser to assess the performance of these campaigns. Google has the equivalent in Android Privacy Sandbox in one API that they call the Attribution Reporting API. We can dive into that in a second. But they also introduced Fledge, as you mentioned, which is focused on retargeting. And Apple basically didn't provide a solution for retargeting. It, it's just not in scope at the moment. While Google basically thought about it in advance and proposed a Fledge for that. And they also have Topics, Topics API, which is focused more on targeting, basically, or creating segmentations for targeting. So between topics, Fledge, and attribution reporting APIs, they're basically trying to answer, find alternative solutions for the use cases of the GID in the ad tech ecosystem, which I think was really interesting. Now, I'm coming more from the measurement pieces in MMP, so we've been heavily focused on the attribution reporting side, of course, besides like being with, the, with those various APIs. But there's also one kind of pretty good news that was nuanced there that was, again, included in those announcements. And it's a bit separate from the Android Privacy Sandbox, but still very important for advertisers. And that's basically Google decided to keep a very important mechanism that they have there that's called the Google Play Store Refer. I'm not diving too much into the details, but that mechanism never existed in iOS. And it has existed for like several years now in Android. And essentially, with time, the entire ecosystem has been transitioning to rely on the Google Play Refer for last click-based attribution instead of GAID because it's more accurate in a sense. It's, it has like various advantages on GAID. So at least in terms of attribution and measurement, basically what we know is we're going to have the attribution reporting API, which is like scan, similar concept. But we're also going to still have the Google Play Store Refer, which basically remains the same. It means and means that at least last click based attribution will likely stay the same in privacy sandbox. And that's pretty good news for any advertisers there relying on measurement for Android. That's the high level overview of sandbox in general and can dive into any specific API from here. I think that was super helpful because I think while Privacy Sandbox has definitely made many headlines over the past couple of years, Scan 4.0 or Scan in general has been top priority, I think, for a lot of advertisers just because it's out, it's there. And so for a lot of those people that have boots on the ground that are actually executing on campaigns, that's been the focus. But Privacy Sandbox is coming up. How is Singular preparing right now? And I guess the follow-up question to that is if you were one of these advertisers trying to prepare and having to juggle the responsibility of making scan work, but also acknowledging the fact that this is coming, what is the best thing that you could do right now in order to prepare yourself for the impending changes coming with Google? Right. First of all, from singular side, basically the status right now with private sandbox is, again, Google took a different approach from Apple to have like a very open iterative process on privacy sandbox with like a lot of companies in the industry so we have like an ongoing process of like feedback loops and testing together with them and with others in the industry to iterate on the current proposal and features of privacy sandbox which has been really fantastic and from google's 
public information, I would say that there's already a developer environment, basically a test sandbox environment in a sense that anyone can essentially download and see how the API looks like. There's mocks or ways in which you can test things end-to-end or in unit testing, for example, and see and basically play around with it. And that's most of the focus that we've been doing, planning sessions with the different players in the ecosystem, playing around with the developer environment and building our own solution based on that design. Hopefully soon, we'll also have a live beta version, like an actual operating system, all the relevant environments in which we'll be able to run actual live production tests end-to-end with the different players in the ecosystem. I think it's worth keeping in mind that maybe a bit differently than SK Network, the privacy sandbox APIs require a bit more coordination between the players. There needs to be more interaction or integration, really, between the ad networks, the MMPs, and Google themselves. So there's a lot of that going on these days. And once there would be an actual uh, live beta, then I think there would be an actual an option, a bit like we see right now with Scan4. We probably have like sample data, like testing that advertisers can update our SDK and start like encoding those values in similar ways and kind of seeing what they get back. And I expect that that would probably be the focus for, I would say, like the early part of this year. Yeah, and we'll see throughout that gradual process throughout the year and have prepared for that day when it's like, fully there and GAD is completely deprecated probably sometime in 2024. So that's the goal of preparing everyone is the moment that we have uh, that uh, better, we want everyone to experience it as early adopters. I guess I could use the word exciting. It's a change. It's definitely, we welcome Google's approach and their transparency in the way that they've done it. And I think having partners like Singular, that's it helps advertisers navigate these changes and are working on solutions to enhance the data coming back, whether that's through scan or the impending changes happening in the privacy sandbox is going to be advantage to advertisers. So, Iran, I think that's it. We have some good insights here and some at least initial insights for scan 4.0. It sounds like, as you said, in the upcoming months and quarters, we're going to have even more insights. So we would love to have you on as like a recurring guest to keep continuing updating the mobile community on what's happening with these all these changes. These are the conversations that help a lot of people navigate these changes happening. So we always appreciate you having it on and definitely hope you can come back soon. Yeah, of course. It's been fun as always. I'm always happy to talk about all those new frameworks and about tech and all that. And I also recognize that it's difficult to work with RD. So I see it as one of our goals as a company to educate the industry and help as much as we can. So people can feel free to also reach out on LinkedIn or one of the community Slack channels or email. And I'd be happy to answer any question or do tests together, whatever can help adapt to these changes. Absolutely. Follow the link below, guys, and have a good one. Thanks for taking a break with us and listening to our weekly episode of Activate by Remerge. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends about the podcast. The more people you tell, the further we can spread these awesome mobile marketing insights. See you next week.